Hello, I'm Christina Glickman and welcome to Extra Life and Style Unscripted, the podcast. This show and my energy are like Oprah's Super Soul Sunday meets Gucci Love Parade. If you love that, I think you'll love this show. We'll talk about entrepreneurship, fashion, edgy motherhood, aging, everything in between to shift your energy into greater possibility for a life unscripted. Because after all, I built this show for you, for us. Let's go. This is a Soul Fire production. In this episode, we talk about two words that usually elicit some feeling. Ready? Small talk. Ugh and sigh is usually the reaction, and the older we get, the less tolerant I think we become on surface talk that doesn't really feed our soul or interest in some way. I mean, I feel that for sure. And I had a flip in my mind these last few years about this, and it's now what I think about as the death of small talk and an invitation to more. So come with me and let's discuss. And don't forget the Extra Love Army doors are open for any new members. You can always go to my Instagram at Christina Glickman to join us, find out more about what we do in this incredibly special community, or send me a DM. If you know me, I'll always respond. Also, it would mean so much to me and the show if you would subscribe, leave a review for the podcast. It's how we reach more amazing people like you. So let's get into it. Hello, Extra Love Army. Today's episode, I want to talk about small talk. And what I like to say is the death of small talk. And when I even say those words, I wonder, how does it make you feel? I think some have a visceral reaction of like, oh, I hate it. It makes me feel awkward. I'm exhausted by it. But it's almost this dancing mating ritual we as a society have created to fill the space of silent time as we, you know, legitimately start to try to get to know someone. I mean, not all small talk is bad. It opens the door to getting to know someone, a light, informal conversation. But the reality is most of us dread it. We don't find it fulfilling, and it's a means to an end. But what I like to think about now is, are we curious enough to dig deeper? So here's a story for you, as always. A crush of mine for many years is the incredible writer Kelly Corrigan. If you don't know her, look her up. She's incredible. I had the pleasure of working alongside with her in something called the Nantucket Project, which is near and dear to my heart. It is a platform of thought leaders on every topic you can imagine. And I worked with her on a project and in the midst of that, got introduced to her book, Tell Me More. And it's really about what small talk can become if we give it a shot is what I took away from it and how we can sustain relationships and look for more in people. It's really beautiful. And I wanna set the scene for how a couple of things in my life in the past few years have made me think about this topic of the death of small talk and how it really is an invitation to more. Here we go. I don't even know how many years ago this was, but I was at a cocktail reception for an event. And if you close your eyes, I think I can probably transport you there pretty quick. Um, A guest of a friend that I wanted to support. So I didn't really know anyone. And honestly, you know, it's midweek. It's late. I'm tired. I'm not really looking forward to small talk. That will be surface, but you know, it's polite. So it's what we do. And I walk into the room. I'm a big girl. It's not a problem. 
I travel over to a you know high top with my my cocktail awkwardly trying to hold the tiny napkin and you know eat some sort of past shrimp kebab thingy, thinking, well, if I go stand here, I'm kind of eating this. So in my mind, it's a little bit of a good shield, right? It's like if you had your AirPods in, but you can't do that because that's super rude. But the reality is I'm comfortable standing alone, which I know for so many that that alone in a way is so uncomfortable that that just adds to the list of dreaded small talk. But I'm standing there eating my shrimp thingy, whatever it is. And a woman sort of saunters over to share the high top and she places her bag and, you know, tiny appetizer and the drink with the cup that's sweating. And I'm worried I'm going to get the sweating marks on my dress. And, you know, I'm certain that she's just trying to find a space to put everything down. And she can tell that I'm not really looking up to chat, which I'm not trying to be rude, but I kind of feel like I need a neon sign saying this is a holding station only situation. I mean, mad respect, I get it. But in my brain, I'm really happy solo standing here. I'm tired, I'm having a drink, I'm, I'm eating. And honestly, I'm here to support my friend. And that's kind of good enough for me. So not really interested in much more. So after she wipes down her sweaty glass, she looks at me and says, hello, which is what polite people do, by the way. And she says, you know, I'm so-and-so. And how do you know the guest hosting this event? Again, wildly appropriate question. But I think, uh-oh, it's on. The small talk is on. And it's a nice lead-in. And she's kind. And I tell her, I'm actually here with a friend that knows the guest, supporting the organization, and why I feel passionate about it. And I think she's going to follow up with who she knows and maybe throw in there a weather comment or the decor of the venue. I mean, I am in the Midwest, and we are the best at commenting on the weather. And it's super safe and easy topics. But instead, she says to me, I'd love to know if you had a highlight to your week. And I was like, you know, pull the car over. What? You know, an actual question that makes me think, that makes me think you may want to hear something about me. And wow, it's super thoughtful. So I pause for a minute and play along. And the first thing I notice is how it's not at all a natural feeling for me to think about a highlight. And to be fair, this was many years ago, and now I've spent the the last few years in high intention. So I could probably answer that pretty easy, but years ago, no way. I mean, I could tell you what was on my list of 20 things to be productive and make it to the top and be on a shiny platform. But then a highlight? Well, I could tell you all the things that went wrong, but man, you know, this woman really threw me for a loop here. So again, no one's ever really asked me that. And I laugh and I say, honestly, the, the highlight was finding out my favorite taco joint now delivers on Sundays. True story. That's the first thing that came to my mind. A little sad, but you know, that's the truth. And she laughs and I say, so tell me what was yours? And she starts to tell me if her highlight was finding out that her sweet 92-year-old mother was cleared to take a bucket list trip of her dreams. And I said, wow, like tell me more. And the story that sticks with me to this day is, She's telling me this beautiful story and what I was receiving was, wow, we need to go now. What am I waiting for? And I don't even mean a trip. I just mean life. So what transpired there was, you know, nine minutes that went deep pretty quick. And by the time we were parting ways from this tiny high top, I was inspired, joyful, and felt lighter because human connection never lets us down. Isn't that the truth?
human connection never lets us down. So this story has stuck with me a decade plus later, and for a few reasons. Number one, I now never assume I know the situation is going to be a death march. This lovely human wanting to lighten the air, spread some joy, say something meaningful, maybe even get to know me. And I got a fleeting moment to get to know her. But the topics that small talk requires safely are normally a snooze fest, weather, sports, food, work, But the off the list of topics, whether it be religion or politics, which can be juicier, are also a little bit strange with the stranger. So to stay on track, maybe we stick to personal interest and who someone is and have at the ready safer and more interesting questions than asking, you know, how long have you lived in Chicago, which is fine. But I'd much rather hear about something that is a favorite of yours because that's going to lead me to something much more interesting. Number two, ask those questions that are open-ended authentically and small talk naturally dissipates. When we enter a room and truly believe that everyone has a story, something to teach us, we become amazing listeners and great question askers. I would say a massive intention in my life in this past decade is to be a curiosity seeker of people and situations and always knowing that someone has something to teach me and share with me. Number three, Kelly Corrigan, tell me more. Always, without a doubt, my intention is to give somebody my full attention. Whether it's an Uber driver, a Whole Foods checkout attendant, if we're sharing space, let's be respectful. Give someone a slight smile and interested in this human life that together we are all on because human connection won't let us down. Number four, I get out what I put out. If my air is cold and unapproachable and uninteresting, then yep, that's what I'm going to get back. So let's be honest. Sometimes I have no energy to chat it up and that's okay. But if my mindset becomes one that I am more interested in others and human behavior, it makes situations more interesting and I know I'm going to get a lot more out of it. So, you know, maybe this conversation has made you flip your own script and mindset about small talk, about entering a room, a dinner, a parent meeting, whatever it might be. And instead of it, I think for years, I felt like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. A little bit more interesting that I'm probably going to get a lot more out of it if I approach it with this mentality. I'm able to sort of, you know, take control and ask myself what I can get out of this conversation to make it a little bit deeper, a little more human. I mean, everything from what you do that you like on a weekend to what's your favorite thing to cook can be less personal, but You know, it's better than reading the meteorology report and talking about how bad traffic was. I'm always going to say this. We get one shot here on this planet in this lifetime. I want to be surrounded by people better than me, people that have more stories that are different than mine. And that is true of everyone I encounter. So give it a little test. When you enter into a conversation, I'm hopeful to learn about what makes you special, what makes you tick, run, go, do. One of the biggest gifts we can give someone else is to be a good listener. So maybe we start here. You may find yourself less dreading the places that drum up boring old small talk. And the connection you may find back to yourself will no doubt help you on the road to living life more extra. As always, I love you. Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next week. 